it's time for Rain and Shine, your weekly regional science update, where we explore how the planet works and how we work with the planet. We have been talking a lot about temperature recently. First, we finally got winter after the hottest year on global record. Then, some of that heat found its way to us and a few weeks of early spring-like weather brought mud season early and started to bring out the tree buds and bears. Oh my, it's been a roller coaster. And unlike the ones in theme parks, this ride is one we are going to be on for a while. All of this is to build up to a question that a loyal listener and co-creator of Rain and Shine, Adam Smith, asked a while ago about an unusual measure of temperature, specifically Kelvin. For those of you who are old enough to have watched The Chipmunks, I always think of the Alvin. Although who I'm talking about is actually a late 19th century British gentleman scientist by the name of William Thompson, first Baron Lord Kelvin. That's K-E-V-L-I-N. The mathematical rationalist that he was, Lord Kelvin, felt that we should have a temperature scale that started with absolute zero, the lowest possible temperature. Remember that lower pressure in weather systems or at altitude equals colder temperature. To quote the physicist from Ask a Physicist, Lord Kelvin and others of his ilk noticed that when you hold the volume of an ideal gas constant, you get a nice linear relationship between pressure and temperature, making it easy to graph temperature versus pressure. Lord Kelvin extended this graphed line to find the temperature where pressure should be equal to zero. It makes a nice 90 degree angle as it reached down to that zero pressure mark. Kelvin figured that this would be a much more natural and simple place for zero to be, and he carefully measured it to be exactly negative 273.15 degrees Celsius. So negative 273.15 degrees Celsius is zero degrees Kelvin. Flip that around and zero degrees Celsius is negative 273.15 degrees Kelvin. Just so you know, the Kelvin scale uses Celsius for its unit increment, meaning that one K is the same as one C. So while Fahrenheit and Celsius measure a degree differently and Fahrenheit has freezing at 32 while Celsius has freezing at zero, Kelvin is the same degree as Celsius, but it's zero is negative 273.5 degrees Celsius. <laughs> Needless to say, this kind of extreme and largely theoretical temperature scale is standard in the international system of units, but it's not all that relevant for day-to-day -day human use, except for if you happen to be a photographer. And herein lies what I believe Adam's question came from. How did a measure of temperature that corresponds with molecular pressure end up being used to manage light balance in photos, both film and digital? Well, it's because the color of temperature, or more specifically the color of light that a theoretical black body radiates when it's heated to a certain temperature. I know, I know, but hear me out. Lord Kelvin hypothesized that at that point of absolute zero, there was a completely dark and theoretical black body of particles. This body, when heated, eventually starts to glow or incandesce at about 800 degrees Kelvin. Then as it continues to heat up, exciting the particles and more and more energy comes through, that glow becomes red around 1500 to 3000 degrees Kelvin. Then at 4000 degrees, you get a yellowish white and white at 6000 and bright blue white at 9000 to 10,000 degrees Kelvin. Now hold up a minute because you may be thinking as I did, the blue flame is hotter than the yellow one. 
And while it's true that the blue part of a candle flame is the hottest part, and that the veil around the flame where its edges meets the air is also hot, it is not always true that blue flames are the hottest. The actual temperature and color of different flames also depends on the chemical makeup of the thing that is burning, so kind of forget about that. The point here is that the color of something in our everyday life doesn't automatically correlate to its assigned Kelvin temperature. For example, the brightness of the sky is not actually 9,000 degrees Kelvin or 15,740 degrees Fahrenheit. But if you take a photo of it, you should probably use a Kelvin setting of 6,500 to 9,000. In another example of everyday practicality, for folks who care about protecting dark skies, we do better in preserving the darkness when we change light bulbs to lower than 3000 degrees Kelvin. LED lights, which are responsible for so much of the increase in light pollution over the past decade, range from 2700 to 5000 degrees Kelvin. To make things more confusing with this Kelvin thing and light is that we as humans commonly think of red and orange as warm colors and blue and white colors as cool, while the Kelvin scale has the warm colors at a lower degree and the bright, cool colors at a higher degree. I will quote one of the most helpful core comments on this mass confusion caused by trying to think about Kelvin from Frederico Guillermas. Every object that has a temperature emits radiation. For temperatures that we usually deal with, that radiation is somewhat weak and occurs as infrared radiation. That means we can't see it because its frequency is too small. However, the hotter something gets, the more intense and broader that radiation becomes, and it starts emitting higher and higher frequencies of light. Or, as the helpful chatbot assistant noted in the same forum, the color temperature in Kelvin produces a standardized way to describe the color appearance of light sources, making it easier to compare and select lighting for various applications. All right, so what is Kelvin? Well, it's a temperature scale, and that unit of temperature is the same as Celsius, and it's about a theoretical black body heating up and admitting light in the temperature of that body as it admits these different kinds of light. So is it confusing? Yes. But also for me, it's just now something that I accept. It's the temperature of this theoretical black body that is grounded in absolute zero, which is not really a thing on the face of the planet, as it heats up under increasing pressure and creates light that has a color. The color which goes from what we call warm to cool as the temperature itself actually increases. It's sort of ironic to me that Lord Kelvin created absolute zero to make things simpler. But then again, I am not a quantum physicist. You've been listening to Rain and Shine, a production of the Learning Council, produced by Corey Stanton and written and narrated by me, Calla Rose Ostrander. To submit your nature and science questions, email us at rainshineweekly at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page. And thanks for listening.